Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Butterfly Talk. This is the monthly radio show slash podcast that focuses on education about epidermolysis bullosa, understanding, support, and encouragement tips and general information regarding advocacy and need for awareness, all about EB. My name is Sylvia. I'm your host, and I'm also an EB mom. My son, Nikki, is 18 years old and has the recessive dystrophic form of EB. Today's guest is uh, Jennifer Lyric bowles Hello and welcome, Jennifer. Hi, Sylvia. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing okay. How are you? Good, good, good. Thanks for coming on. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. I have recessive dystrophic EB. Uh, My subtype is Inversa, uh, which is a very rare subtype of RDEB. Um, I am 42. I am living in Cincinnati, Ohio. I moved up here for the doctors at the EB Center because my health care in Florida was very poor. Um, my mother is in New York City. My father is in Georgia. My little brother, I've got one sibling, my, well, half sibling, but he's my brother. So, um, he is currently in Houston and getting married in October. Oh, exciting. exciting. Yeah. So, so tell me how old were you when you first realized you were different? Little, very, very little. I would say probably yeah. three um, my okay. earliest memory um, was of just being with other kids and not being able to do some of the things that they were doing or having problems, and I couldn't do other things with them because of yeah. complications and because of EB. Right. You got wounds and stuff like that much easier than everybody else. Yes. Um, as a child, yeah. my wound areas were different than they are now, so they were much okay. more visible. They were my neck and my ears and other more visible places, so it was, oh, it was more visible. So kids were scared of me. Parents oh. were scared of me, so oh. it was very different yeah. back in 1974, 75, 70, you know, very different yeah. back then. Yeah. So tell me, what is different about the form of EB that you're living with that you want everybody to know? There's not a lot known about Inversa. Um, yeah. I've, I've researched, and I'm not an expert, so I don't know for certain, um, but I have not located any studies that have been done on this subtype. Um, I don't know what the statistics are as far as how rare it is. Um, I, know, I, I can say out of our the Epidermolysis Bullosa Lounge that we have on Facebook, out of our 2,200 members, I think we have about five, including myself, wow. that, that have Inversa. Um, that said, the 
only doctor in the United States that I am aware of that has more knowledge than others about EB is Dr. Amy Taylor in Chicago. Um, And I have working on setting up a phone interview or emails with her so I can actually ask her these questions. Are there studies that have been done or does she know of any? Um, As far as how it affects me, it's more internal than it is external. It's uh, the entire GI tract from top to bottom. I'll try and be as delicate as possible with my phrasing here. Um, I do have chronic external areas. Um, As I said, as a child, they were different. Um, They were my back, my abdomen, my neck. Um, Of course, anywhere, if I fell or traumatized my skin anywhere, and of course that still happens, I blister, the skin can tear or shear off. Um, Now as an adult, my external areas are where skin meets or rubs on skin, so underarms and any other area that, you know, one can imagine. Um, That makes walking quite difficult for me because my I have very deep, very chronic wounds um, yeah. in delicate areas, I'll say. Um, but as far as the worst part, it it really is mostly the internal, um, and it it's been that way my whole t- whole life. Dental yeah. is very very difficult to deal with. Um, yes. My tongue is completely fused, so there's no mobility whatsoever. I didn't have speech therapy as a child. In, I was born in 1973, so that was 42 yeah. years ago. Things are very different. Yeah. I was never given options for, for occupational speech, any other kind of therapy. Um, it just was never discussed. So I had to teach myself how to eat food, how to manipulate food in my mouth with my tongue being fused, how to speak, which I I received speech therapy in a roundabout way by singing. I started singing in choruses when I was five, and I was singing in Latin and in German and in French and other languages, so I had to force myself to learn how to enunciate the words, so that, I suppose, was my speech therapy. Um, yeah. But the the ultimate, absolute worst part of my GI issues and having inversa um, is the bowel issues. It it always has yeah. that and the esophageal issues. It always has been. Um, yeah. I have an extraordinary amount of physical trauma and scarring as a direct result of the bowel issues, which okay. that is what affects me on a daily basis. It determines what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. Wow. So mornings are my most difficult time of day because that is when my GI system, you know, again, I'm trying to be delicate, does it say, so to speak. And um, depending on how that episode goes depends on what the rest of my day is going to be like, whether I'm going to be able to be active or whether I'm going to be completely inactive all day, basically, because of the amount of pain that I'm in. Wow. Now, uh, tell me, and we'll go back to the pain level on a different question, but tell me about your childhood living with EB. Um, It was difficult in a lot of ways and normal in a lot of ways, and I know that might sound odd, 
for me, I was born with EB, so I don't know anything different. So one example, let's say I was out playing with friends and I would fall down and scrape something or I would get blisters in my mouth and I had, you know, at the age of five or six, you know, hey, I need scissors from your mom or or whatever um, to pop this blister in my mouth where I wouldn't be able to talk or it could, you know, affect my breathing. Yeah. And it was no big deal for me. It was just, yeah. uh, you know, I, I would do what I needed to do and carry yeah, on as usual. Normal. Right. Right. And and yet my friends around me were like, oh, my God, your skin fell off, or oh, my God, you, you can't talk, or they were freaking out. And I was like, it's oh. really okay, guys. <laughs> I promise <laughs> I'm all right. Just give me a second and I'll be good. So yeah. in some ways it was okay in that respect yeah. that that was normal for me. And the difficult part was, what I got from other people. The first sentence I learned to tell people when I first met them was, don't worry, I'm not contagious. And I think that was one of the hardest things because people were scared of me and I could see it. I could see it. I was three years old, but I could see it. They would look at me and I could see, you know, I have these massive wounds on my neck and my ears were just entirely encased and crusted and, you know, my scalp, um, my mouth, it, talking was very difficult because my mouth was always raw. So, you know, I, my mother and I kind of developed a little, not real sign language, but, you know, signs that yeah. I made and she understood. Yeah. So, <laughs> Your own little language. Yeah, so it was, it yeah. was, I suppose, the reaction from people when they looked at me. It was fear, and that made me so, sad. So uh, going on with that, thought how has been your school experience um Um, up until high school it was very difficult it was not pleasant um i missed a lot of school because of injuries or because of procedures or hospital stays or um bowel issues I missed a yeah. lot of school because of that in middle school. So so there was that. That that, that set me apart. Um, but kids are... Kids can be cruel, yeah. Mean. Absolutely. And I say that I say that with love. I work with children. That That is, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm able to work very, very, very part-time. But I do work with kids, and, and I try to help them bring out the best of themselves. That said kids are honest and yeah. they say what what they're thinking and and that's okay but being another kid <laughs> who's yeah. having difficulties having a child be that brutally honest um yeah. it's hurtful so up until high school it was very very difficult um and emotionally traumatizing for me high school was better um okay. i went to marymount school of new york in new york city and yeah. it was a private all-girls school, and there was a, a, a smaller classes, much better understanding. Um, right. We had a lot of different children from all over the yeah. world, so there was already in place this understanding of accepting others and their yeah. difference of religion, their difference of political whatever their families were. So physical disabilities were also kind of thrown in there. So high school was much better. 
Plus, you know, the kids are older and they understand a little better as well. You know, and, what's going yes, on. Yes, and, they can and I was. Yes, and they did. If they had a question, they asked, and I told them. Um, yeah. And by by high school, my areas that were chronic as a child had altered. So oh, by okay. then, it was more things that were covered by clothing. So it was also less visible for them. They didn't see it a lot. So right. Okay. Um, in fact, so, um, I go ahead. So what is the best advice you've been given about EB itself or coping with it? Honestly, I've been thinking about this ever since you sent me the questions. And it's not advice that was given to me. It was advice that was given to my mother. I do remember the day that she got the advice because I was there with her and my doctor who has been one of my ultimate favorite doctors, Dr. Robert Brigham, who is long since retired, but he was amazing out of Chapel Hill Hospital in North Carolina. And my mother went to him one day and she said, what should I not let her do? And he looked at her and he said, ask her. And I was about five or four at the time. And I, I turned because... He called, He said my name, and I turned to look at them, and I saw the look on her face, and she looked very confused and very puzzled. And so he called me over, and he said, where are you? And I said, I'm in the hospital. He said, why are you in the hospital? I said, because I have special skin. And he said, what happens if you play rough? I said, my skin comes off. And he said, so how do you have to play? I said, I have to be careful when I play, because if I'm not careful, my skin will come off. And he just looked at my mom, and I looked at my mom, and the doctor was like, okay, you can go now. And so I went to play, and I heard him say, you know, just treat her normal and ask yeah. her what she can yeah. do and yeah. can't do because she's much more mature than than people give you, children credit yeah. for. And you know your limitations as well. Right. You know right. how far and you can take it. Yeah. Right, and we may be little, you know. And you know, at the time, you know, I was very short, so I, I was a child. And yeah, often people underestimate children and what their ability is to understand. Yeah, what I have come to learn of other children, teenagers, adults with EB is that we mature a lot faster yeah. because of EB. Absolutely. So we yeah. understand a lot more a lot earlier in life. That's true. So, what is the worst part of having EB for you? how it limits my physical ability. Yeah. yeah it limits. determines my day. It determines yeah. what I'm going to do. On the rare occasion that I'm able to work, I have to go. And it doesn't matter how much pain I'm in. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how badly, it doesn't matter how badly I'm hurting, I have to go to work. And I have yeah. to play through it, so to speak. Yeah. That means I have to take medications that I don't want to right. take. I have to pretend that I'm happy when I'm not. Right. Um I do my best every day to be the best person I can be mentally, emotionally, physically, and some days are better than others. Some days yeah. are worse than others. But the the way that it I do my best to not allow it affect me to the best of my ability, but it does affect me, and it affects yeah. my 
physical ability, and that limits my ability to work. That limits my ability to have a social life. That limits my ability to do the things that I enjoy most, which is being outdoors, working with animals, um, spending time with friends at an event. And most of the time, I'm not able to do that. And I know people look at me physically and they say, oh, you look so great. You must not have EB that bad. And that's actually, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody, technically quite hurtful comment because I I do have EB severely. It's just very, very differently than other people have it. And I'm not saying not in any way am I worse than somebody else or am I better than somebody else. I'm I'm me. And yeah. um, everyone is affected differently and affected in different ways. Right. And... That sort of preach yeah. all the time. Everybody's different. So tell me, what is your pain yeah. level on a normal day? I wish I had normal days. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is different. Um, I'll tell yeah. you right now, my pain level is... Right now, at this particular moment, um, it's a 10. Um, Two and a half hours ago, it was about a 4. But my gastrointestinal system, you know, did its thing, and I was greatly traumatized in the process. Yeah. And um, massive blistering occurred and tearing. So right now, my pain is a 10. Um, what do you take for pain? I know that was not one of the questions, right? If you don't, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. It, well, I, I'd rather not, you know, say exactly okay. what I take for pain. But That's fine. Um, there are occasions where I do have to take, you know, stronger medications yeah. um, in order to be able to function. Right. Um, if if I don't need to do anything, then a lot of times I will just try to use a lot of distraction techniques. Right. Um, I yep. will listen to music or I will meditate or I will watch movies while simultaneously either playing a game <laughs> on my phone or yeah. trying to make some jewelry. I mean, trying to do two or three yeah. things at once from a stationary position um, yeah. is, is what I try to do. That too. Yeah, Nikki tells me that too. It's just sometimes I don't even think that I'm in pain until you ask me. And then I'm like, yes. um, why did you ask me? Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's actually yeah. quite true. Um, uh, we are so used to pain that yeah. our pain threshold is really quite high. And so, yeah. you know, if we have to break down and take medications, it's, it's severe pain. That yeah. said, um, you know, we can have some very chronic, very scary-looking areas on us and as long as we're sitting still and not moving we're okay yeah it's it's not that it doesn't hurt but we're we're okay but the minute we move or the minute someone tries to reach out to touch us you know we react and and that's when it hurts is when we have to move and or if someone that's not ourselves is going to reach out to touch us we don't Typically, and, and I guess I, I don't mean to say we, um, I, I'll speak for myself, I don't <laughs> typically like people to try to help. Yeah. Let's just say that way, right. to help. Yeah. Because I know what's going to cause me pain, and they don't. And right. that, I think, is the scariest part of someone offering me assistance, is that they want to help, but 
they don't understand that they may very likely wind up hurting me on accident. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So what is the one thing that you wish you could do the most that you cannot? Be more active. Yeah. Be more active. Honestly, yeah. um, I do. I am disabled. I am yeah. on disability. Yeah. I am, as I explained, my ability to work is extremely limited. Um, so because of the very fact that I cannot be active means I cannot go out and get a full-time job. I cannot even get a regular part-time job for, five, for like right. three, four days a week. I'm not able to do that. I'm not able yeah. to get up and do early mornings. Right. Mostly it's it's how it physically limits my ability to function and move and, and be active. Yeah. Now, uh, let me go to the next question. How has you been – this is a topic that's dear to my heart. Um, how has been your experience on getting bandages or anything else covered by insurance? Most of my life, I'll start by saying this, that I didn't have bandages. They didn't exist. The only thing there was were the Telfa brand, quote-unquote, non-stick <laughs> bandages. Yeah. Now, I know some people people with EB have used them quite effectively. However, yeah. I cannot use them. They do stick <laughs> yeah. um, to me. So as yeah, a child... I can't use them on, yeah. Right, as a child, as a young adult, as a teenager, and, um, you know, a younger adult than I am now, I didn't have bandages because they didn't exist. Um, So I would soak my clothes off at the end of the day. Ultimately, I would use a lot of Vaseline to cover any areas that were going to be touching clothing, and throughout the day, they would ultimately stick, and then I would... Yeah. take a bath at the end of the night, and soak my clothes off every night. Um, yeah. As I got older, I began asking, I was 23, 24, and up until the age of 34 for a solid 10 years. Every yeah. year I asked my dermatologist, are there bandages out there? And they said no. Well, I did not know wow. that they were wrong. Yeah. Um, when I was 35, 36, 35, is when I had my first appointment at the EB Center here in Cincinnati. And that is okay. when I learned about the Mepilex products and Meta Honey oh, wow. and Polymem and Mepilex AG, and I can go on and on. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. It's our own little lingo. Knowing about right? that, <laughs> knowing about those products changed my life. Learning yeah. how to use those products properly yeah. changed my quality of life 100%. That doesn't mean I don't have chronic areas. Right. The insurance, I have have Medicare and Medicaid. Oh, okay. So it is a constant battle. Oh, sure. Um, Currently, I am with McKesson Wound Care Supplies, formerly National Rehab. And so far, so good. I think that's real wood I'm going to knock on. they, yeah, this is the only place that has ever helped us either, too, so I understand completely. Typically, they they handle everything. They contact the doctors for re, uh, prescription renewals for the bandages. If the yes. insurance denies it, which most of the time they do, they will go to court and fight for you. They've done that for me in the past. Wow. Um, so, awesome. so far in the last six, seven, seven years that I've been receiving 
appropriate proper wound care supplies, I have received them. Um, yeah. There have been a few occasions right. where insurance caused some snafus, but yeah, sure. so far so good. I don't know what the future right. holds because of all of the changes in healthcare. Right. right. I've, I've now, very recently come to learn. we only have a few minutes left. Sorry, okay. we have a few, only a few minutes left. I have two more questions to ask you. Um, yes. The number one was, what do you wish was different in our society that could help EB patient? And I want to you to tell me about your experience of being one of the administrators of the EB groups on Facebook, and we only have five minutes, so. Okay. You know. <laughs> um, different about society, I wish that medical doctors paid more attention to their patients when we tell them yeah. about EB instead okay. of being upset that we try yeah. and explain it to them. Um, yeah. I'll make that answer the short one. <laughs> That's that's pretty much it. I wish that the medical okay. community paid more attention to us and listened to us okay. without being offended when we speak to them. The yeah. lounges, I love it. Yeah. Um, I was brought on uh, a year after I learned, uh, after it was created. Um, I was asked by the creator to be one of the admins, and at the time it was just she and myself. Um, and now we do have a third administrator it is, I have met so many wonderful, amazing, inspiring people that awesome. that's one of the things that helps me get through my day. If I'm having a really bad day, then I'll think of other people. I think of other people that I've met through these lounges, through these support yeah. groups that are here. We are here to support each other. And there are good days, there are bad days, but it's, being one of the administrators has allowed me to be in a position to, and simultaneously being in Cincinnati at the at the EB Center here, both of those being able to reach out to the people and then know that the people are coming to Cincinnati, that I can reach out to them when I'm here, has been right. wonderful for me. Um, it's been very inspiring for me, and I I hope that I am doing my best to help the members of the groups. I hope that what I do helps them in some in some way, in any way at all. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's large, whether it's small, if if I can help a lot of people throughout my life have helped me and I've never really known how to kind of give that back. So I do it where I can. And then yeah. I was given the opportunity to be one of the administrators and that that is how I'm trying to give back to the EB community what they have given to me. All right, great. So now you have any uh, parting thoughts, any words of wisdom, anything that you would like to tell us? I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> for people just to be good to each other. We have yeah. EB, but sometimes we can be unhappy with each other. Um, sure. And I, I guess I would just like for, I guess I would just like to say, um, for us to try and do our best to be good to each other. And if we're having a bad day, that's okay. It's okay to have bad days. It's okay to you know get on the lounges at an event. Um, we all do it. We need to. That's why they're there. Just be there for each other and try and remember, you know, if you're having a bad day, then somebody else probably is too. Yeah. So let's just try and try and be there for each other. Yeah. 
when Try when to be positive, yeah. That's very true. Well, thank you so much for being my guest, Jennifer. I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope everybody has too. And thank you. Um, thank you. And thanks everybody for listening to Butterfly Talk. If you'd like to be a guest or if you have an idea for a future show to share, please send me a message either on the Block Talk Radio page for this show or on my ebinfoworld.com Facebook page. This is the best way to get in touch with me. Until next month, ciao. Bye. Thank you, Sylvia. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.